0: Life Christian Centre is a church located in the city of Adelaide. It is made up of people from different backgrounds and walks of life who have been transformed through a relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us online at www.life-church.com.au John chapter 18, verse 33. John chapter 18, verse 33 Uh, Then Pilate entered the praetorium again, called Jesus, and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Are you speaking for yourself about this, or did others tell you this concerning me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, Sure you say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born. And for this cause I have come into the world. That I should bear witness to the truth. For this cause I was born. And for this cause I have come into the world. And so Lord I pray that you would speak to us today. We love your word Lord. And I, I just pray that the, the thought, the central thought of this message would become a revelation in our hearts. Father, let there be a spirit of wisdom and revelation, even as I share, let your gifts be in operation. Let there be nothing in me that hinders the delivery of this word. Above all else, Lord God, we want to hear your voice, your spirit. So speak to us today, we pray, and we ask it in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. amen. And Amen. Okay, so this is the final message in a series we've been entitled The Pathway to Joy. And the thought for the series is really quite simple. It's uh, so often we think that joy or happiness is a byproduct of luck or chance or being born in the right family or uh, being born with a silver spoon uh, in our mouth. Is that the saying? It is the saying, isn't it? I had to look that up uh, this week and, uh, because apparently all the spoons back then were wood. So only the rich had the silver spoon and uh, that's, what, that's where the saying came from. So, you know, some, some, sometimes we think that the only people that experience joy are the lucky ones. Reality is true joy is the byproduct of making right choices. David said this. You make known to me the path of life, you will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. David is saying that God has made known to us the path of life, there's a, there's a path to life, uh, that if we choose to pursue this path, we will experience joy in God's presence. We will experience eternal pleasures at His right hand. God is saying this, this is the path to life. There's a, there's a path that leads to life. And if we choose to go on that path, um, we will experience joy in God's presence. Now in the last few weeks, we've looked at a number of choices that we can make to experience joy. Uh, the choice of spiritual growth is one of those choices. Uh, the choice of, uh, of purity. We've talked about the choice of Praise last week, about the power of praise, we need to put on the garment of praise for that spirit of heaviness. Uh, One of the ways we deal with those days where we're in a bad mood or we're feeling down or discouraged, one of the ways we deal with that is by putting on a spirit of praise, a garment of praise. We begin to worship God. Something happens as we worship. Something happens as we begin to praise God. Something happens in the spiritual realm. As we begin to glorify God with our lips, there's something very powerful about that. Now we can think it and thinking it is good. We can think positive thoughts. We can think about good things. We can think about God. But there's something very powerful about the confession of our lips. Just something very powerful as we begin to confess truth. And as we begin to pray, Father, I just thank you for who you are. Lord, I thank you that you're with me. Lord, I thank you that you're guiding in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you're going to see me through in the name of As we begin to praise God, something shifts. Something happens in the spiritual realm. One of the outcomes is we experience joy. Today, I want to look at another pathway. It's the pathway of purpose. One of the things we believe as Christians is that we're not here by accident. We believe that God has called us to be here. We believe that God has created us for such a time as this. We're not an accident. That God has a plan and a purpose for our life. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. To give you a hope and a future. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, a scripture all of us should memorize. When we discover that purpose and begin to serve in an area where God has called us, the consequence of that is... We feel a sense of satisfaction. There's a sense of purpose. There's a sense of joy. There's a sense in our lives where we say, I was made for this. I was made for this. I was created for this. I was created to do just what I'm doing right now. There's no greater feeling than to be able to be doing something that you feel or sense that this is what you were created for. Bible tells us that Jesus was being questioned by Pilate. Before he was crucified, Pilate asked him, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, you say rightly that I'm a king for this cause I was born. I love that phrase. For this cause I was born. For this cause I came into the world. There was a reason why I was born. There was a reason why I came into the world. It was for this cause. It was for this purpose. It was for this reason. Question is, what is your purpose? What is the reason why God has created you? There's a reason why you're breathing. There's a reason why you're here. There's a reason why you exist. You're not here by accident. You're here because God has ordained for you to exist. You've heard me say a thousand times, God doesn't create people and then go, oops, I made Joe. What am I going to do with him now? God God, God doesn't make, God doesn't have accidents in the kingdom. If we're breathing, it's because God has a plan and a purpose for our lives. And I I pray that thought gets into your spirit. I pray that thought, you know, just takes over your heart and your spirit. You get a revelation of this because we're going to live our lives one of two ways. We're either going to pursue our own cause or we're going to pursue the cause of Jesus Christ. Where we're either going to pursue our own purposes or we're going to pursue the purpose of Jesus Christ. And I can tell you which one I'd rather do. When we get to eternity, we're going to reflect a lot. We're going to have a lot of time to reflect on our lives. What we could have done or should have done or might have done I don't know about you, but I I made a decision a long time ago. I said, okay, I heard preaching just like this. I said, okay, God, you created me. I I am the way that I am because you've created me. I'm here not because I chose to be here. I didn't choose to be born. You've created me. I want to know what that is. I want to serve your purposes. I want to serve your purposes in my generation. I don't care what that looks like. I don't care what the destiny, I don't care what that is. I don't care where that is. I just want to be the person you've called me to be. There's a scripture you've heard me say again uh, many times, Exodus 33, that in my, in my teens it became a revelation in my heart. And, uh, and uh, it, it was, uh, if your presence doesn't go with me, don't send me up from here. I don't want to be anywhere where your presence is not. Moses was saying, hey, you know, God was saying to the people of Israel, listen, I'm going to send you into the promised land, but I'm not coming with you. Moses says, if your presence doesn't go with me, don't send me up from here. I don't want to be somewhere where God is not. Because if we are where God is, it's amazing. You have the purposes of God. You have the the promises of God. You have the favour of God. You, 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 You have everything that you need. It's easy. This week, I was, uh, as I was praying, talking to God about this building and stressing about, you know, stressing about it. But you know, I was, in, I was praying. I don't stress, okay? So I was praying. I'm a man of God, you know. Um, all these thoughts have gone through my head, you know, and uh, and, and then this thought, as, as I was, you know, just in the presence of God, and and then this thought came into my mind. Well, well, how did how did you get here? <laughs> well, actually. I, I didn't get here because of my effort or my intelligence or my brains or my my I didn't get here because of me. What's brought me here this far is the grace of God. <laughs> And what's going to get me in the next? What's brought this church here this far? What has it been? Has it been because of the lead? Yes, the leadership has been good and yes, the teams have been good and so on. All of that's all good. That the, all of that's all good. But what's brought us this far is the grace of God. And what's going to bring us into the next season is going to be, guess what? The grace of God. God says, I've got it under control. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to be everything that God has called me to be. Do everything that God has called me to be. According to research, 87% of people in the church don't know what their purpose is. Can you imagine if 80% of our body didn't know what it was meant to do or be? We'd be in trouble, wouldn't we? Imagine how effective the church could be if everyone knew and understood their purpose, what God has created them to be. The Bible says, don't copy the behaviour and customs of this world. This is Romans 12, uh, verse 2, but, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect in other words don't chase after the things that the world does seek after the purposes of god seek after the will of god for your life because it's uh, it's good it's pleasing and it's perfect um when we seek after the will of god when we're in the will of god one of the byproducts is we will experience joy the question is how do we discover our purpose It's a big question. How do do we discover our purpose? And I'd I'd love to talk about and dive into that a a bit further. Today, what we're going to do is look at what the Bible says about this. And in particular, we're going to look at how God revealed His purpose to different people in the Bible. Because it speaks to us about oftentimes how God reveals His purpose to us. But before I do that, let me give you what discovering our purpose is not. Because so often there are all these preconceived ideas about what it means to discover our purpose. So let me, let, 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 let me just give you a few thoughts on what discovering our purpose is not. Um, so often when, when it comes to discovering our purpose, what we want to know is the final destination. You know, am I a prophet? Am I an evangelist? Am I going to be the prime minister? What, 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 what does that look like there? Because if I know what that looks like there, then everything else is going to be okay. Let me tell you a few things. Discovering our purpose is more about our walk with God than a destination. Yeah. I'm going to say that again. Discovering our purpose is more about our work, walk with God than a destination. It's more about our relationship with God. It's more about our character. It's more about who we are than what we do. We're, so often we are so concerned about, well, well what is it that one day I'm going to do when really it's more about just my relationship with God. Lord, I love you, Lord God. Lord, I just want to be more like Jesus. Lord, Lord just, it's, it's, about my, it's about intimacy with God. And the closer we get to God, the more time we spend with God, the more like Jesus we've become, the clearer that actually gets. We're so focused on that, that we miss what it's really all about. Acts 1 8 says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and then you shall be my witnesses. It doesn't say that you shall do my witnesses. What it says is, it says, it says, You shall be witnesses. God is more interested in being than he is in doing. We're focused on the doing. God is more interested in our character, in who we are. Number two, discovering our purpose is more about our perspective than a destination. It's more about what we see around us. Um, it's more about what's, what. Do, do we see what God is doing around us? Do we see what God sees? Jesus went into Samaria and He sees a woman at the well. Disciples, as they looked at Jesus speaking to this woman, she was a Samaritan and, and uh, you know, obviously she had a reputation because she was there at, at midday drawing water. When the disciples saw this, what they saw was a sinful woman. What Jesus saw was a woman that was reaching out to God. They saw exactly the same situation. One, one, one saw an opportunity. Jesus saw the, an opportunity for a woman to come to know God. The disciples saw something completely different. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they, they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few discovering our purpose is more about our perspective than a destination. Some of us are so focused on, well, what is it that I'm going to do one day that we miss the purposes of God that are right around us? We're we're in a workplace and we're saying, we're just going to buy time. I just got to do this for two years and then I'm just going to move on to the bigger and better things. When God is saying, hey, maybe, maybe you're there for a reason. Maybe it's, 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 it's for this cause that I was born. Maybe the purposes of God are right around you, but you can't see them. And often discovering our purpose is more about our perspective than it is about a destination. It's more about saying, Lord, help me to see what you see. Lord, help, help me to see what the opportunities and the needs that are around me. God says, he, Jesus said, He saw the crowds. What did He see? The crowds? No, He saw a helpless people. He saw a people that needed God. And, and He says to His disciples, listen, the harvest is plentiful. It's the workers that are few. Because the workers are so fixated on themselves, they can't see what's happening around them. I pray that God would open our eyes. Come on, church. I pray that God would open our eyes in the name of Jesus. I pray that God would help us to see what cannot be seen. Aren't you glad that someone, uh, one, there, there was a day when someone l- saw us and didn't just see another human being, that didn't, didn't just see a distraction, that someone saw someone who, who was crying out to God and, they, and, they, and they, they took time to come to us and speak to us about Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Number three, discovering our purpose is more about a, a goal, a focus than a destination. It's more about a desire to be used by God to do God's will. It's, it's more about saying, you know what, my purpose in life is not necessarily to know and understand what the destination is. My, my purpose in life is to do the will of God and to be like Jesus. The rest, I really don't care. It's, it's about a focus. I, I want to be like Jesus and I want to do His will. Jesus, look what Jesus said. Jesus says, for I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of Him who sent me. Now, I, I love that scripture. I love the focus of Jesus. If we were Jesus, right, we would would have tackled the situation slightly different. Jesus says, I haven't come to be popular. I haven't come to start a movement. I've just come to do my Father's will. What I believe Jesus needed was a marketing agent. Because I think he would have been much more effective. Can you imagine Jesus if he'd had a website? I mean, seriously. Can you imagine if he had an app? I mean, he would be able to do so much more. But what's interesting is that Jesus wasn't focused by the crowds. He wasn't wasn't fixated on the big numbers. What Jesus came to do, He said, I'm here to do my Father's will. The rest, I really don't care. Discovering our purpose is more about a focus than it is about a destination. Lord, it's, it's, it's more about a, 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 a desire, a goal. What's my goal in life? What, what's, what's, what's my vision for my life? My vision is to become like Jesus and to do His will. Yeah. That's it. Whatever that looks like, I really don't care what that looks like. I just want to do that. And number four, discovering our purpose is more about an attitude than a destination. It's more about an attitude. It's, it's a, more about, I don't care what I'm doing. I don't care how small the task is or how big the task is or how insignificant the task is. I just, I just want to be used by God. It's an attitude of the heart. It's an attitude that says, you know what, I, whatever it is you want me to do, Lord God, I want to do. I don't care what it is. I just want to be used by you, Lord God. I just want to be a part of whatever it is that you're doing, Lord God. I just want to be an instrument in your hand. It's about an attitude of the heart. See, see it's, and, and it's more about that than it is about when you have the right attitude, when you, when you approach your purpose with the right attitude, then the destination becomes clearer. Destination becomes clearer. So I want to encourage you to seek after the call of God in your life. Um, I, I, I want this, as a pastor, the thing that, I, that, that, would, that, gives me the, that would give me the greatest joy is to help you discover your purpose, to help you, uh, to guide you into, into discovering the purpose that God has for your life, to help you be everything that God has called you to be. How do we do that? You've heard me say many times, desire to be used by God. It just starts with a, with a simple prayer, desire to be used by God. Lord, do something with my life. Use me for your glory, O God. Be available, be faithful and explore how God has wired you up. We have a course here at Life that we've developed over the last 12 months. It's called the Life Connect course. And uh, we ran a pilot just at the end of uh, this year, and we're going to be launching it into the church uh, early next year. I want to encourage you to do that course. There's a, there's a couple of uh, uh, sessions in that course that will explore your gifts. It'll explore how God has wired you up and, um, and help you to find a place to serve within the context of the church here. But with the rest of the time, what I want to do is look at what the Bible says about purpose. And I want to look at how God revealed His purpose to people in the Bible. Because often how God revealed His purpose to people is how God reveals His purpose to us. First way that God reveals His purpose is through the call from birth. It's the call from birth. People who experience this of sense that they were called to do something from when they were born, from when they were young. There was a sense that they were born to do a particular task from when... Um, from when they were very young, there was, a, there was a sense that this is what I was called to do. This is what I was created for. Best example of this is in the Scripture is Jeremiah. The Bible says, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart, and I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And this is God speaking to Jeremiah about what, 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 what God wanted uh, Jeremiah to do. But, but I pray that we would take this verse prophetically for our own lives. Because it's speaking about Jeremiah, but it's actually speaking about all of us. That were before, before you were even born, before you were even conceived, God says, I set you apart. I appointed you for whatever task that is. I've set you apart. I've appointed you. To do a task for his glory. There are some of you here today that if you think back on your life, that from when you were young, God began to speak to you about what he wanted you to do. That from as far as you can remember, there was a sense that you were called to something. And maybe over the years, that calling has kind of vanished because of situations and circumstances in life. I want you to know that God has not forgotten that call on your life. I want you to know that God has not forgotten that. The Bible says, for God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. In other words, God doesn't doesn't change his mind about you. God doesn't call you to one thing and then say, "Mm, I made a mistake. We're going to shift you. We're uh, going to put you in a different role. No, not at all. God doesn't change his mind about us. Now, notice Jeremiah's reaction. He says, Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I'm too young. Notice how he disqualifies himself for the call. And some of us have disqualified ourselves for being used by God. Verse seven, God says to Jeremiah, do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Some of you are saying, you know, Pastor Joe, I'm hearing you, but I don't think God could use me. What could I possibly do? Some of you have disqualified yourselves. The word of the Lord to you is don't say that. Don't say that. Because before you were born, before you were even conceived, I set you apart and I appointed you for such a time as this. If we can do anything for God, it's not because of our intelligence or because of our abilities. Ultimately, it's by the grace of God. Can I hear an amen? amen. And God said to Jeremiah, you go and I'll tell you what to say. One of the ways he reveals his purpose is from birth. Second way that God reveals his purpose is through a growing awareness In other words, the the call of God or the purposes of God are not revealed all at once. They're revealed uh, progressively. Best example of this is in the life of Joseph. Uh, Joseph uh, had a dream when he was uh, quite young. Uh, He was about 17 years old and he has a dream. He he sees the sun and the moon bowing down to him and he sees um, uh, 11 sheaves of wheat bowing down to him. Um, And this happened a couple of times in his life. And it was very clear that uh, God was speaking to him about himself. So uh, he was uh, one of 12 brothers. And uh, so the 11 were speaking about his brothers kind of bowing down to him. Now, Joseph uh, was dumb enough to tell his brothers. And uh, the next thing he finds, he's in a pit. He's being sold as a slave in Egypt. uh, He's in a prison. Everything in his life seems to be going in the opposite direction. Now, I, I, I love the story of Joseph because here he is. He's in a particular place in his life, 17 years old. He has this dream. It's very clear that it's a dream from God. God, God is speaking to him about what he wants to do in his life. The next thing is he finds himself uh, going in the complete opposite direction. His life starts to go south. I can imagine when he was stuck in that prison, the last thing on his mind was a dream. Can you, can you imagine? He's you know, stuck, stuck in a prison somewhere and, he, and he's, the, the last thing on his mind would have been that dream. He would have said to himself, what was I thinking? What was I thinking telling my brothers this situation? But what Joseph didn't know is that God was shaping and forming him. That God was preparing him for what he was about to do in his life. Um, remember, God is more interested in how we serve where we serve. And maybe there are some of you here tonight, you've dismissed the dream because of the challenges in your life. Maybe there was a time where you had a pretty clear perspective about what you felt God wanted you to do, but because of some circumstances or because of situations that have happened to you, you've dismissed that call on your life. You've said, well, there's no way that I could possibly be used by God. There's, the, the, the stuff that's happened to you, well, you could never be used by God because of this, this, and this. You've looked at the setbacks in your life and thought, what was I thinking? Oh, I, 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 want, I want to challenge you. I want, I, want, I want to speak to you today. I pray that, that God would speak to us because sometimes the challenges, the failures, the disappointments, the tragedies are rich with the purposes of God. Sometimes it's those challenges that are, that are actually uh, uh, rich with the purposes of God. It's, it's, it's those challenges that are actually the vehicle that God is using to bring us to our purpose. I often tell people, as we're discovering, as we're kind of exploring this whole area of purpose, um, because, sorry, I challenge people to explore some of the experiences, both positive and negative, that they've had in their life. Because sometimes God allows us to go through some negative experiences. A, because He's shaping our character. Sometimes that's the purpose. Some other times it's because God is preparing us for a ministry in that particular area. Who better to to comfort someone who's gone through a tragedy than someone who's been through exactly the same tragedy? Bible says in 1 Corinthians that He he, uh, comforts us um, so that then we can be a comfort to others who need the same comfort. Sometimes it's those negative situations that actually reveal the purposes of God for our life. Some, some of you have gone through things. Some of you have done things. Some of you have made some mistakes. Some of you have had all kinds of challenges and you've written yourself off because of those things. You might have written yourself off, but God has not. God has not. And maybe it's those very things that God is using or has used to shape you and to prepare you for His glory. Third way that God reveals His purpose is one step at a time. In other words, God will only reveal the next step when you take the first step. Um, when we walk through an opportunity before us, when we walk through a door that is open before us, He then tells us what to do next. Uh, we're interested in what's at the top of the stairs. God says, just take the next step. I don't like the way God does that. Can I hear a amen? Have you got any friends here? Amen. I Said God, "Just tell me where we're going, and then and then we'll, I'll, I'll sort out the rest." You know what I mean? Just leave it up to me. You know, and God doesn't do that. He just He just says, "Listen, I'm just going to give you the next step, and as you obey that next step, then I'll tell you what to do next." If there's a, If there's an an area that God has has used in my life, it's more like this. Um, I I was I was I was. I can tell you from birth that I, that, I, that I never wanted to be a pastor, never had an intention of being a pastor. And even as I, as I worked within the context of the church, I thought, this role is crazy. I mean, I, I, how, how do people even do this role? I wasn't certain something that I was aspiring to or I felt like God had spoken to me about. But I just remember as an 18-year-old that God, God this thought came into my mind, leave your job and go, go to the Bible college. I was already, we were already going to Bible college and the thought came, just, just I was in Victoria Square and, and I felt the Holy Spirit say, leave your job and go to Bible college full time. That was it, didn't get nothing else. And spoke to Pastor Elio. You've heard me tell the story before. And so I went to Bible college. While I was in Bible college, I sensed God say, it's time for you to, to, to go to university. Now, university was the last thing on my mind. I didn't even do year 12. I only did up to year 11. You understand? And thank God for that. And and uh, and so and then you had to do a, an IQ test and all the rest of it. You had to do the whatever test you have to do these days. You can do it earlier now. But back then you had to be out of school for five years. And, and so I did the test. I thought, I'm not even going to pass this test. But anyway, I'll do it anyway. Not only pass the test, got into, you. and then God revealed the next step, and then the next step, and then the next step, and the next step, and here I am, right now. And 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 as it's it's, it's as as we, what, what what this uh, particular way that God reveals His purpose is as we obey the, the 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 next step, as we walk through the door that He opens for us, then God reveals His next step for us. If God had told me this years ago, I probably would never have done it. But God says, I'll just give you what, what, what you need. The Bible says this, the steps of a good man or a good woman are ordered by the Lord and He delights in His way. We serve a God that opens doors and closes doors in our lives. Revelation says, I know your deeds. See, I've placed before you an open door that no one can shut. And we've got to choose. Are we going to walk through that door or are we going to choose to walk through another door that we, of our own will or of our own doing?" So often we want to know the destination. God says, just walk through the door. There's a great example of this in the life of Abraham. I love this. God appears to him and says, go from your country, your people and your father's household to the land I'm going to show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. That's all he gets. That's Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, verse 4. So Abraham went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. I love what Hebrews' rendition of the same story says. It says, By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would rather later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he didn't know where he was going. He didn't have a clue where he was going, but God had opened a door before him. He heard the voice of God clearly, and he decided to walk through that door. How does God reveal His purposes to us? Sometimes He just reveals one step at a time. Sometimes He just reveals the next step. And as we take that step, as we obey the voice of God, as we obey that prompting of the Holy Spirit, He then opens another door and then another door and then another door. And before long, we find ourselves in a place and we thought, you know, I was made for this. I was created for this. One final way that God reveals His purposes is through a God encounter. It's God who interrupts our life and reveals His plan to us. There are a couple of examples of this in Scripture. One of them is Paul on the road to Damascus. The Bible says that, you know, Paul was a persecutor of Christians. Uh, He was opposing the faith. And um, as he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. And he fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city and you shall be told what you must do. And Paul was never the same again. Here was Paul just going about his normal life. And then suddenly God interrupts him. And he says, Paul, this is what I want you to do. Next, another beautiful example is Moses. I love this story. Moses was in the desert tending sheep. So, Moses, um, one day as he's walking through the desert, he sees a a burning bush that's just continuing to burn. And uh, he goes over to see that. The Bible says, when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Here I am. And God begins to speak to him about what he wants to do with his life. I want you to go to Egypt, and I want you to lead my people of Israel of each, God at times will reveal His purpose through a God encounter. That while we're doing the things that we've always been doing, that God would reveal His purpose to us and speak to us about our future. I believe God is still doing that. I believe God is still doing that. I believe if our ears are open to hear the voice of the Spirit, God is still speaking today. God is still saying, hey, this is the job I want you to do. God is still interrupting. We're just doing what we normally do. And then God interrupts us and says, hey, this is what I want you to do next. I believe God is still doing that today. I don't know about you, but I certainly want to be open to that. Can I hear an amen? Yes. Leave this country and go to another country. Yes, Fiji, Hawaii, sounds good. <laughs> That's what I heard. Anyway, um, why, don't, why, why don't we stay open to the voice of the Holy Spirit? I believe God is still speaking today. Believe God is still speaking today. He's still setting people apart for a particular task. For a particular task. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. You're not an accident. And as you pursue the purposes of God for your life, as you obey the call of God on your life, one of the things you will experience is joy. It's joy. How does God reveal His purpose for our life? Well, sometimes He speaks to us from birth. You watch some of the children and if Anita was here uh, an, talking about called to a particular ministry and a particular passion, it's Anita who oversees our children's department just doing an amazing work and others, great team with her. But as you look at children, you, on some children, you will see a call of God on their life. Already from a young age, you, you, you see some of the, the gifts and the passions and the talents that are already on the children. Some people, God calls them from birth. There's a, there's a sense of call on their lives. Sometimes he reveals it slowly. Sometimes it's a it's a progression. A lot of times that's how God reveals his purposes. Sometimes it's as we take one step, he reveals the next step. And he doesn't reveal the next step until we first be obedient to the first step. And then he tells us what to do next, and then he tells us what to do next. And sometimes it's a God encounter and sometimes it's all four. It's all four throughout our lives important thing is God created you on purpose for purpose. He created you on purpose and He created you for purpose. I pray that that thought would get into your spirit. You, you, you can't live your life normally once that thought gets into your spirit. How, how, what do I need to do, Pastor Joe? What, what, what do I need to do to make that a reality? It's really simple. It's just desire to be used by God. That's it. Just desire to, oh, Pastor Joe, you don't know all the mistakes I've me. You don't know what I've done. You don't know what's happened to No, I don't know all of those things. And no, I don't know any of that. But I can tell you something that God has used some pretty, pretty shady characters. Moses was a shady character. He was a murderer, for goodness sake. Wow. And God still appears to him in a burning bush. We don't even want to talk about David. <laughs> Jesus, the son of David. We don't even to talk about David. Peter and all the rest, Paul, 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 <laughs> the Apostle Paul. And, uh, and you know, and God, and as, as he's walking one day, then God, God suddenly appears to him and says, This is what I want you to do. God wants to speak to every one of us here today. There's, there's not one exception. There's not one person, no, I'm sorry, you're not included in this, I'm sorry, you've done too much. No, no, you're not, just could you stand over there? Everybody else you're called, you're not. No such thing. Pastor Joe, I'm too young. No, you're never too young to start. Pastor John, i too old. Caleb was in his 80s when he said, give me this mountain. Never too young, never too old. Just be open to being used by God. That's all our responsibility is. Our responsibility is, Lord, just do something with my life. Do something with my life. Do something with my life. Use me for Your glory. You created me for such a time as this. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what the destination looked like. I don't even care about the destination. Just do something with my life. And as we pray that prayer, God by the Holy Spirit begins to shape us and God by the Holy Spirit begins to direct us and God by the Holy Spirit begins to open doors and God by the Holy Spirit starts closing some doors because He's directing us in a different path. And before long, we find ourselves here and we wonder, well, how did I get here? It's pretty simple, really. Made a decision to be used by God. Desire to be used by God, be available. Whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your heart. Be faithful in the little and God will entrust you with more. And explore your giftings. Explore how God has wired you up. Because how we're wired up gives us a clue about the destination about where God wants to use us. And as we begin to serve, one of the things we experience is this sense that I was made for this. I was made for this. I was created for this. And when you feel that feeling, one of the things you experience is, is joy, is joy. An angel appears to the shepherds and says, "Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause." Great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born. He's the Messiah. One One of the reasons why Jesus came was to speak to each and every one of us and say, You're not an accident. I've created you on purpose and for purpose. And as you pursue your purpose, for this cause I was born. For this cause, I came to earth right at this moment. As you, as you explore, as you pursue that cause, that purpose, that reason, you will experience joy. Will you stand with me? I preached a message many years ago, and not many years ago, it's probably a couple of years ago, on the prayers that we should pray every single day. I I pray these prayers every day. Pray for wisdom and understanding. Just want to do the will of God. What would Jesus do? For someone pray for wisdom and understanding pray lord i just want to do the will of god j I want to be like jesus d do something with my life f increase my faith s fill me with the holy spirit lord i just want to be in your will pray it every single day lord i just want to be in your will d lord do something with my life use me for your glory you created me of oh god you created me for purpose. Do something with my life. Use me for your glory. I want to encourage you to pray those prayers because your life will not be lived the same way anymore. So Father, I just thank you for this congregation. I thank you, Father God, that you love us. You have a plan for our lives. It's a good plan. Father, we uh, declare openly before this congregation today, and we just want to serve Your purposes, God. We give You permission to guide us, lead us, shape us, so that we can be everything that You've called us to be. What will a prophet, Lord, if we gain the whole world and and Father, God, neglect the things of the Spirit, neglect the things of eternity, Lord, God, the things that really matter? What will a prophet, Lord, God, nothing? So we make ourselves available to be used by You. Use our hands, our feet, our our hearts, our eyes, our our mouth. Use us for Your glory, Lord God. Use us to serve Your purposes in our generation, Lord God. I thank You for this church. I thank You that this church is not here by accident. That this church started in Your mind and in Your heart, Lord God. Father, I just pray that You would... um, continue to use us for your glory, that you would continue to guide us by your Holy Spirit so that we could be everything that you've called us to be. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. In Jesus' name.